Hey everyone, it's Heather and Eden here, back with New Age Know How to bring you our topic of the day, which is going to be your ascendant. Uh, we are diving into your ascendant, your rulers, your sub-rulers, as well as where the pivotal placements of those can aspect you. Um, yeah, so we are just going to jump right in. Um, so first and foremost, um, if you need to locate your ascendant, you can go to cafeastrology.com or astro.com, um, both great websites. If you do not have your birth time, this podcast might not actually pertain to you. This is something that's going to be needed in order to move forward and really get your ascendant because um, it is based on your exact birth time when you came into this world. Yeah, so. if you don't have your birth time, then you're not going to be able to get the actual houses in yeah. your chart, you're only going to be able to get the planetary um, aspect positions and, yeah. and the actual signs and not the, not the houses. So, yeah. Um, this is going to be something that, that we hope that you can figure out. But if you don't have it right now, then there's really no point in listening to the rest of this. But we do hope that you come back. and Yes. Yeah. Next, <laughs> next week will be all about Mars. We'll be hopping into Mars and the signs. Yeah. So, yes. That's be something that you could totally tune in, even if you don't have your exact birth time. But for this particular podcast... It's definitely not something you could really, you know, get into moving forward. So. So. Okay. So hopping into uh, the Ascendant for you. Um, you know, the Ascendant is, of course, the time of your birth when you came into this world. It is something that really describes your outermost layer. Um, you know, it's really how you make the impression when you connect with others. Whether it's acquaintances, neighbors, um, you know, it's basically, it's your aura. Like you said, your ego mask. Yeah, it's absolutely your ego mask. It's how you come across to other people. Because like for me as a cancer, I have the core of a cancer and I absolutely have cancer traits. And when you really, really get close to me, uh, you'll you'll see those things. I'm, yes. I'm a pretty loving person. I'm, yes. I'm a big, I like to cook. I like to do all that kind of stuff. But I have a Taurus ascendant and I look very Taurian. I seem very Taurian in the way that I am. I like good food. I like... Nice things. Yes, I like pleasurable things. I like all the sensual things, yes. Venusian things. So, you know, it, it, it changes. And, and you and look very rock solid on the outside. A lot of Tauruses do too. Yeah. Taurus Ascendants, you're going to look a rock more solid. Like a stronger yeah. bone structure and stuff. And yeah. you're the exact opposite. I was about to say, ours, <laughs> ours is really cool because we flip. So my son's in Taurus and my rising's in Cancer. Her, of course, son is in Cancer and her rising's in Taurus. So for me, it's... Kind of opposite. I look very soft almost. I seem very maternal. I get that a lot. I've, since childhood, I've been the mother of the group very much. Um, I'm pretty well-rounded in the sense of having curves like a cancer would. I seem very soft. And then really when you get to the core of who I am, it's funny because I'm fairly rock solid in the core. Um, I tend to kind of thrive in chaos and things like that. It's yeah. staying stable and grounded is kind of my thing. So it is funny how it can really, I mean, yeah, it can really people's opinions of you and their, their first takes and everything it, it really does come down to your ascendant a lot of the time which is so funny um yeah because it, it does it really shapes and shifts yeah, it totally things. changes you because your ascendant is a lot about because it, it's it's how you look or sorry backtrack it's it's how you appear to other people yes. in in how you come across with your personality traits but it's also very much how you look Yes, too. very gonna, much. Yeah, and it's physical traits. Yeah. It's going to change a little bit depending on other aspects from other planets and where those planets are placed in your chart. So with me, I have pretty heavy Capricorn, and it directly aspects my ascendant. And so, like, I have a little bit of a longer face. I have a little bit more of um, 
a strong bone structure, the, the, the cheekbones yeah. and that kind of stuff. Even though that is a Torian thing, mine's a little bit more, um, I don't want to say Skeletor, but it definitely can, it definitely can turn out that way. <laughs> it a makes little it a little bit more strong. Yeah. yeah I got the real more, strong jawline yeah. and all that other stuff. So yes, well, which is, you're the exact opposite. You know, it's funny because I'm like five foot eight. And a mm-hmm. little bit kind of lanky. I have a mercurial Taurus, so and we'll explain that to everybody in a minute. But I'm a little bit more lanky. I have a long neck and stuff like that. Well, Heather is I'm, not even five feet tall. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like the moon, and and my moon being in Libra is definitely it makes me a little bit. Cancers have a tendency to be a little bit smaller, a little bit softer. But I'm not. I guess you would say as rounded out I am a little bit more um you definitely have a coke bottle shape though yeah I'm very facially wise my face is not you know most kinder most cancers tend to have like the, they call it the moon face where it is it's very like soft mm-hmm. and it's very round and it's you know my face is a little bit more structured that's the part of where my moon's at you know my moon being there in Libra and the Taurian thing too because you get the cheekbones with a my bit. sun so yeah. I am moon but I have heavy Venus in my chart too which exactly. is really important because so it'll it make has the, the Venus flare a little yeah. bit more um I guess a little symmetrical bit more. definitely yeah. a little bit a little more, more defined yeah so yeah there's a little bit but you have the the cheeks the a little cheeks. bit too. I do yeah, I have my have cancer cheeks, cheeks and yes. the big blue eyes so you've yes. got the, a lot of um cancers and not everybody but a, a lot of cancers it's big soft either. eyes that's what it is that's what whatever it is. it is even if you have brown eyes you know it, they tend to be really fluid they seem really soft so yeah, yeah. you kind of have that like the the nurturing it energy is, about like you like maternal. everybody wants to tell you about yeah. their, their problems <laughs> and like kind of that mom yeah. thing where it's like oh mom this is i've had the worst day yes. ever like, yes <laughs> i want to tell you about it so yeah um, that's kind of what, what your ascendant is. Mm-hmm. It's the superficial parts of yourself. It's the mask. It's something you might actually relate to your ascendant. If you're maybe kind of ego heavy and not necessarily in a bad way, but if you just kind of identify very, very strongly with who you are, then you might really feel heavily like you identify a lot more with your ascendant than you do with other aspects in your chart. Yeah. Some people that I've seen a lot of people where they don't relate to their son at all, almost, um, and really it's funny because a lot of them tend to kind of relate more to maybe their Mercury or their Ascendant, mm-hmm. where it's literally the way they come across. They came across for so long in such a way that that's really what they relate to. Like that's, you know, who they've started to become and embody almost. Yeah. And then this also is going to reveal the shadow self. So the shadow self yes. is the exact opposite side of the chart where for me, I have the Taurus Ascendant and my opposite shadow side is Scorpio. And so those are the kind of people that I've had a tendency of attracting, sometimes not to my benefit, <laughs> but, um, well, yeah, you know, but, um, it's all a growth process, but it's yes. all a growth process, yes. but Learning also curves. the reason why you attract the, the opposite is because it's the part of yourself that you don't embody. So you're yeah. actually trying to balance. balance. It's, it's the same thing as when we talk about like masculine and feminine balance. Exactly. You're yes. finding the opposite yes. balance personality traits that you might not embody yourself. And you're looking for that in other people. When and really it, it's inside of you. It's inside it of is. you. Yeah. And so a lot of times you look it for it in other yourself. people because it teaches you how to embody those things yes. yourself. And that's why it's all about growth and stuff like that. But yeah, yes. that's it's, so it is. It's the shadow self. Where, um, and we'll explain that all as we're going yeah, through. Yeah, and it's also, it's a major, it's a big part of our life direction, you know, our purpose. It's the ascendant is rising, literally. It's called the rising sign for a reason. It's where you're rising. It's where you're headed in this life. Which is, of course, makes a lot of sense, especially in order to get there, embodying and embracing that shadow aspect and really kind of finding the balance between 
This is a big part of the process when aiming and moving towards growth versus kind of staying stagnant. Mm -hmm. And what's so. going to be very cool for you too is that now that we're at the point of we've done the sun, we've done the moon, and then we're doing the ascendant, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to combine all these things together and kind of come up with this this melting pot of mm -hmm. yourself. <laughs> yes, it's going to be kind of like the soup of your soul yeah. a bit. It, it's going to make a lot more sense because you're going to be able to kind of take these at these or these different these different well I guess it is aspects yeah they aspect all to each other you can mm -hmm. figure out how they correlate and mm -hmm. by doing that you can kind of kind of yeah piece together the puzzle a little bit of your inner core because all of these are going to be very close houses to you very close signs to you um because your sun moon and rising are the three that are the closest to you yeah they're really they what really map and shape the major parts you. of yourself yeah 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 so I guess we can really just like go right into all the yeah, the designs. aspects of them and yeah. everything. Oh, so. that's what we're going to explain. We're going to explain the breakdown process of kind of how we're going to do this. Yes. So basically, okay. um, each ascendant has its overall explanation, but it's broken down into three different parts. So the first 10 degrees is the um, first. Gotta, so you have you have a sub ruler yeah. in each of these 10 degrees. So the first 10 degrees is going to be double. So we'll explain Aries is obviously um, Mars ruled. So you're going to have a double Mars Mm -hmm. In the second 10 degrees of Aries is going to be the sun, and the third 10 degrees we'll get into later. But we're going to explain each of the 10 degrees quickly as we're going through to give you your sub-ruler. So here, what we just explained is that it's a little confusing. Yeah, um, degrees as in if you look at your chart, your chart, you know, if you have your ascendant there, it may say zero degrees, like mine is zero degrees cancer. But some people, it's going to be like 12 degrees cancer. That puts them in two separate deacons because they are broken down from 0 to 10, from 10 to 20, and 20 to 30. Exactly. So for me, for instance, my Taurus Ascendant is in 15 degrees. So it's mm -hmm. in the second. Yes. De and they're called deacons. So you're going to hear that word a lot. Each, and you can always Google deacon. these as well. Yeah. Just to get a physical you can. in front you of you. You can Google them. So it's going to be something that you can kind of figure out yourself. Yes. But we're still going to go through them. Yeah. We're yeah. going to go through them for you. But so like for mine, my ruler as, as a, a Taurian ascendant is Venus. So it's it's a Venusian ruler for all three deacons. But for the second deacon, the sub-ruler of it is Mercury, which is why I can come across a little bit more mercurial. And that's kind of what I was mentioned a little bit ago, that I'm a little bit more of a talker, you know, and where that planet is placed in your chart is going to be very important. So where your main ruler is, so for Venus, it's, or sorry, for Taurus, it's Venus. Your sub-ruler is going to be important also. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not going to be as important, but it is going to kind of modify how you might come across to people. Very much so, because your Mercury is in Cancer, which yep. is right over there by your sun. And it's in my third house, so yes. that's why I'm, I like to run my mouth yes. a lot. So... <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I love it. So yeah, we, we'll kind of explain more as we go through it. Yeah. Might make more sense because I know that for a lot of people, without actually visually being able to see something, I know for me, I'm like that. It gets confusing. So we're gonna do the absolute best we can, and we'll be making a chart as well. And we'll yes, be we will. posting it the next day or two. So keep a lookout for that on our Instagram page, of course. Um, yeah. So we want to just yep, hop right in. Yep. Let's so we'll go into the Aries ascendant. Okay. Uh, yep. So the Aries Ascendant is going to be confident, strong, courageous, and direct. You're yes. going to see Aries These Ascendant. These are going to be your first impressions of it. Yes. How you come across. Yep. You're going to be somebody that's very to the point, very energetic, you know, very, you're the warrior. Yeah. Enthusiastic as can be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so physically, uh, you could find that, you know, you could have a commanding stature, um, possibly, you know, a high forehead, 
darting eyes, um, possibly prone to head injuries because they are the ram. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> possible birthmarks as well or even scars to show that, you know, maybe you've had some instances with your head or your face. Again, ramming things. You are the ram. And you're ruled by Mars. So this yes. is, you're going to be maybe kind of a sexual person. You're going to have a, like a lot of athleticism a lot of times people with with Aries ascendants because they just are innately physical. It's it's the first um the first sign in the in the in the yeah you guys are the start of, of the zodiac um and so your of course your first deacon ruler is going to be mars it's yes. going to be double mars so you're going to have a double mars where your ruler and sub ruler here is mars very so it much is, it is the warrior the first deacon is pure yes. it is pure arian energy and this is going to be somebody that you probably like to take charge you like to initiate projects you are very you have a very physical energy and your physical energy is probably going to be kind of easy to aroused and I and I mean that in a way that like people might be able to enthuse you quickly yes you know and it could be in a very physical way yeah like you could just you know physically or you could also have so much pent-up energy that you physically have to get it out from time to time and it's you're definitely a leader like these yes. these signs are very much because and they do it in kind of a warrior way which we talk about a lot you just a take warrior. charge yeah it's yeah. a natural thing for for Aries ascendants to take charge yeah and, and unless, it's a very enthusiastic way too it's not like a silent way it's Absolutely. like, I'm taking charge. I'm making this happen. And I will say that we're going to... Oh, I'm so sorry if you heard that. That's the dogs in there whining. We have we got a puppy in here that he, he's he's crying. He's a little upset. So um, I will say that with these ascendants, I think the only thing that might change the way that you feel about embodying these is actually going to be if you have a lot of difficult aspects to them yes because you actually might feel the opposite with a lot of things so if you have chiron an aspect or you have chiron in your first house which is or what you i have do. a yes. lot of um difficult aspects to your mars you know we might be explaining these or the any of these ascendants i'm just say mars for an Aries example specifically yeah. yes um but any of your ruling planets if you've got difficult aspects to them mm-hmm. or you have a lot of chiron difficult heavy things in there's your gonna chart. be wounding there. yeah there's gonna be yeah, wounding and so that sure. might actually be the exact opposite yeah, that, and that can, would be the only thing that would really change this so the aries ascendant you might actually feel like this is the part of you that you can't seem to get a hold of yeah but other much. than that so yeah i wanted to mention that before we go into any more that that would be the one thing that would really really change any of the the ascendant stuff, and I guess it would really change a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it very too. much just natally in mind. Mm-hmm. My Mars is conjunct my ascendant and my Chiron right there. Yeah. So for me, it's yeah, it's it's big booning when it comes to authority and taking charge and things like that. Even in a Cancerian way, it's always been yeah. a struggle. So it does it does deeply affect. So if you don't feel like this exactly describes you, these might be latent things inside of you that need some healing you know yeah and it's also a a thing that you're gonna want to work on work on healing but you're gonna want to work on actually like embodying i was about to say taking it it and embodying is gonna change you're gonna heal you're gonna feel like you're gonna be able to kind of become yourself where (laughs) if you're kind of having you know the self-esteem issues and stuff that's probably a lot of the reason why you're probably gonna start looking at your charts and you're gonna go wow i have a really heavy chiron or it makes I have a, lot a lot of square aspects to yes. this planet or that planet or whatever the more that you start you know trying to figure out how the whole chart is integrated with itself it's gonna make a lot more sense so yeah. much. anyway we're gonna continue okay. on so aries second deacon you're gonna be um sun sub ruler which is gonna give you a little bit of a leo flair yes yeah you're gonna be probably a little bit more 
um, sunshiny. Little, yeah, a little, a little <laughs> bit Jolly. more to show off. A yeah, little more, yeah <laughs> dramatic. Definitely. A little Absolutely. bit, yeah. And then with Jupiter there for the third deacon, it would be more of a Sagittarius flare. Yes. So a little bit more open-minded, maybe a bit more expansive, a little bit less maybe set in your ways. And a little bit more kind of going with the flow. Um, well, you so, might not be as intense as an Yeah, maybe more of like a wanderer and adventure almost. You know, mm-hmm. taking the energy and, and doing the adventurous routes. Absolutely. Okay. So then we're going into the Taurus Ascendant here. And Taurus, um, you know, first impressions, um, definitely someone that could be attractive. It is the Venetian ruled planet. Yes, um, it is. Dependable, slow, very sensual. And physically, they tend to have um, serene eyes, delicate jawlines, prominent neck, whether it's long or thick or elegant, and um, large body because Taurus does embrace the, you know, the salt of the earth kind. You know, very strong, stable, sturdy. Oh, yeah. Comes across very put together. They are the bull. So, yeah. (laughs) Very much so. So, this is probably going to be somebody that likes to have good style. You probably kind of have a steady demeanor. Um, You like things that are very sensual obviously that is me so i can explain myself and <laughs> or maybe like am. lotions and you know a nice bath hot bath things mm-hmm. like that like just yeah and people that are into any kind of physic physical things you know i was a dancer for 12 years very much so or i guess yeah. maybe 10 years but i mean it was it was a while i was yeah. a dancer for quite a while in my life so it's just something that was very physical for me so it's somebody yes. that's gonna like Art, it's you just kind of like the finer things in life. You like good wine, you like good sex, you like good food. It's just <laughs> yes. all the all the, the the senses need to be really, really. Um, it, yeah, they're very heightened. Exactly. Yeah, they, definitely. They, they need to feel things a lot. Yes. So yeah, that's gonna be, and it's gonna be somebody that you can depend on. People are pretty very easygoing. They come, back. they do. They come across very like strong, sturdy. Like we were talking about earlier, very dependable. You know, very stable and grounded. That's the energy that they definitely. You know, come across when meeting a Taurus ascendant for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so of course with the first deacon, you're going to be ruled by Venus. With the second deacon, like Lynn, uh, what Eden had said, yes, you're going to have mercurial aspects because Mercury is going to be your sub ruler. So maybe you're a bit more chatty than your typical Taurus, or maybe you like to dive into things, read, write a little bit more than you know typical Taurus would. Exactly, and so that's what we were going to explain too. That so. For instance, we're just going to explain my chart with my Taurus, and then we'll go into um, Heather's chart in a, in a minute once we get to Cancer. But so my Ascendant, being ruled by Venus, where my Venus is placed is it's in my first house. So it's going to come across in more of a warrior-like way. It's yes. a little bit more in your face, you know, that kind of stuff. And then the second ruler here, being Mercury, is in my third house. So it makes me a little more talkative, more storyteller-like. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how you're going to be able to kind of figure out like what areas of your life uh, these planets are are important. Yes. About. Where the focal points are really at. Yeah. And how they play together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the third deacon of Taurus would be Saturn. And so that's going to give you more of a Capricornian vibe, I would say almost. Oh, yeah. Because it'd be someone that's very, you know, physically in their body and such. But they're also, you know, would be a... I mean, to take charge, a leader, you know, Capricorn is an entrepreneur. They're oh, yeah. the boss man. They're going to be a little bit more so, quiet, too. They might be a yeah, little bit more just introspective or reserved. Yeah, yeah. that was about to see very focused, probably very driven as well. Yes, very much so. All right. Okay, so with Geminis. Okay, you guys will come across a bit more social. Um, definitely witty, adaptable, very intelligent. And physically... Uh, you could have delicate features, naturally slim and agile, which I can attest many Geminis I know have the naturally slim physique. 
Um, mischievous twinkle in their eyes, like they're always up to something. <laughs> Jittery, uh, definitely talking with hands, very expressive, and expressive faces. So this is a type of ascendant where they kind of have their expression written all over their face when they say something or they do something. It's kind of hard to really curb your reaction, I would say, almost. Oh, yeah. They're very outgoing <laughs> people. They're very social. They're good communicators. And they're probably going to come across as very, like, very witty, very intelligent. Very, very much. There's, there's yes. going to be a lot of like quick wit, punny type people. Yes, very punny. Yes, mercurial. Yes, definitely. Yeah, they're going to be those type of people where there's just, there was always a lot to say and they're going to be quick to say it too. They're always going to have a quick comeback. Um, they're probably pretty good at being teachers. There's a lot of exchanging of ideas that are going to be going on, not just out of their mouths, but in their mind. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be probably stuff that might be a little bit more surface level, but that's what makes them so good um, at socializing with other people. That's exactly what it is. Because yeah. they're just able to bounce from, from su subject to subject and, and from person to person and yes. really like figure out the the how everybody's interacting with each other yes. in a room so this is something it's also going to really like make them feel excited they're going to probably be very extroverted people yes depending on obviously where the rest of the signs are or whether where the rest of the um planets are and stuff like that but they're going to be probably very curious and inquisitive and restless they might seem a little jittery Mm -hmm. um, like you said, topic to topic as well. I've seen that a lot with Mercury ascendants. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, so let me jump here to there to here to there. Can be all am, over the place. I am very raising a child people. with the Gemini ascendant, and he is very much, let me touch this, let me go here, let me say this, let me say that. Yes. Very much snappy, snappy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so first deacon, of course, is Mercury. And um, Gemini in general is ruled by Mercury. Yes. Um, your second deacon would be Venus, which would, I mean, really give you more of a Taurian or a Libra-like flair. So you could be chatty chatty, but you could also have a love for the finer things. You could be someone that, you know, Yeah, it might kind of ground you a little bit. It'll probably make you a little bit more stable. Maybe mm -hmm. you'll still be really talkative and you'll still be really full of energy, but you might just kind of have a little bit, it might slow you down. Or it just could a little bit. give you that Libra charm to an extent too, mm -hmm. where maybe your chatty chatty is... You know, you're really good at being diplomatic and working with people Absolutely. and talking. Yes. You know what I mean? Things like that. Yeah, where maybe some people might find a Gemini ascendant as somebody that's like almost too full of energy. With a Venusian flair, you're going to be a little more, like she said, charming. You're yeah. going to be a little bit more in tune with other people. You're going to come across a little bit softer, almost, I would say, too, in the approach and things, also. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, third deacon would be Uranus. So this is going to give you an Aquarian flair. So you could definitely be a little bit eccentric and quirky with the chatty chatty. Oh, yeah. You're still going to be very, very chatty chatty, especially yes. with Uranus because it's a quick, 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 quick. But you might also be kind of introverted sometimes. You might have your yes. moments where because you're so, you know, Uranus is um, the ruler of Aquarius naturally. So, and you're it does make you, yeah, it gives you that. And, uh, yeah, you might be a little bit more of a thinker here. This yeah. might this might make you a little bit more um, in your head, chatty, chatty. Yeah, yeah, you might have <laughs> yeah. a lot of stuff going on in your head. Yeah, yeah, and with Aquarius, I would say that it could also make you kind of um, open-minded when it comes to like n new ideas and stuff. Not that Gemini's aren't particularly, but maybe it's chatty on all subjects. Whereas Uranus, there you might dive into really specific things. Um, and, and, and do so with intensity of ferocity almost. Yeah, because Aquarius like, is the inventor. Yes, So this much. is somebody that's going to be a little bit more interested in, um, y you might be a little more interested in space. You might be a little yeah. more interested <laughs> in, you know, say stuff that's a little bit different. Topics, where you're, your brain's still going to be going and going and going. And you're still going to want to interact with people. But yeah, you might find yourself in books more and, and interested in different things. So, All right, so we have cancer hair. That's yours. All right, first impression of maternal, which of course we mentioned. Yes. Um, nurturing, emotional, sensitive. 
physically, they tend to have round faces, uh, prominent stomachs, either, you know, somewhat round or chiseled, uh, puffed out chest, and dreamy expressions. Um, yeah, cancerians, they're typically seen as, yeah, the nurturing and caring souls. Um, they are definitely, I would say, tend to be the type that really draw people in. Like you said, people come to cancers with their problems. They find it easy to open up because it's like that safety of a mother almost. Absolutely. Know, like we said earlier, it, it really is. It's it's almost like a safe place to land. And I can see cancer, cancer sending, because you do that sometimes. I can see like when you're not feeling good and when you're kind of, or you're, you're just not in the mood for, you know, interacting mm-hmm. with people, you go inside the shell and it can come across Very as much. not so much like moody and stuff like that, but more just like, I'm not dealing with this today. Like mm-hmm. this is, it's kind of that door slam thing. I'm not putting up with anybody's stuff. I'm not dealing with any of this stuff. So I could, cancers are kind of changeable in that way, but they're also a cardinal sign. So, um, you're going to find this person probably a little bit more outgoing. They're going to be good with the public. They're going to really like clean and peaceful and, and good environments. Yeah. People are going to be really, really intensely needing to make sure their home is done a certain way. And I can attest to that with Heather. <laughs> she is very specific <laughs> about the color tones of everything and where things are placed and how stuff is done. Which and everything is, so, is decorated so specifically. Which is so funny because my cancer, like obviously I'm in the first deacon with it being like literally zero degrees. So mine is moon and my moon's in Libra. So that even adds to it because the Libra aspect of me makes it more, it has to be this way and I like it this way and I like these colors to blend and I like these things to flow. Um, One thing I will say about like the Cancer Ascendant for me is I'm cardinal I guess somewhat but my thing is always unlike maybe a Gemini where it's you know they they like to be chatty chatty with everybody and do the you know somewhat more surface level thing and that's not bad it's like let me greet everyone. I'm more of, I would say, like a, a deep conversationalist where I like to jump into conversations on a very deep level. With oh, people. very much. Where a Gemini is emotionally like, hey, what's up? Face. What are you doing? What's going on? She's more like, like how, how are, are you? you? How are things going? Yeah. yeah. That is literally I want to know about your feelings. Let's talk about like, what's yeah, going on. Everything's with you. okay. Tell me about, like, you tell me right? about your, your, your significant other. Tell me about your job. Tell yeah, me about how I want to know the deep life things going. And then I'm, you know, one of those people that being the cancer, I. I tend to really pour into people in a big way. Like, I, I emotionally pour into people. You know, I'm that affirmation type person for sure. Oh, yeah. I always want to make people feel valued and loved and cared for. Very, so, very yes. much. And so her um, ascendant rule, obviously the ascendant ruler for the entirety of Cancer is the moon. Mm-hmm. But because she has a double moon, it's even going to be more emphasized, more important. And her moon mm-hmm. is in her fifth house. So it makes us more... Playful. It makes you more childlike. creative yes. and artistic and childlike and yeah. So that's where I like that the fun changeability so that's how is. it changes it. Yeah. And then of course any aspects to the moon are going to change a little bit too. So definitely where kind of yeah you, you can dig into your chart into that kind of stuff. It's pretty fun. So now we're going okay, to okay. So go going into to the sub rulers, um, the second ruler for Cancer, the second deacon is Pluto, which is actually where my son is, which is kind of cool. There you go. Yep. It gives you more of a scorpionic flair, which is where you're seventh houses yeah so that makes so much sense so scorpionic flair to a cancer would be someone that's emotionally intense i would say like very deep um maybe a bit more introspective versus a normal cancer where they might be a little bit more cardinal with a scorpio aspect they, they may be a little bit more withdrawn a little oh, bit yeah. more you know in depth you might be into keeping the, the feelings life close a little bit. Yeah. yeah it it does pluto kind of changes that it might be somebody that's um easily changeable too or more emotionally intense than yeah. most cancers you know most cancers can kind of ride the waves and kind of proactively work through their moods and emotions whereas with scorpio they're you know and maybe again you may have deeper emotions deeper seated things that kind of you know 
get really intense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then you have um, the third deacon, which is ruled by Neptune. So this is more of a Piscean vibe. Oh, yeah. So this might make, you know, a typical Cancer a little bit more mutable, a little bit more go with the flow when it comes to their emotions. And you, you could know? find somebody that's maybe more into spirituality. And art, you know, yes. highly artistic and things like that as well. Yeah, like that would be a definite, like, that would be a definite double water. So that's something that, yeah, they may be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that is very intense. Um, yeah. So let's hop into Leo aspects. Um, Leo ascendants tend to be, um, you know, first impression, playful, creative, dramatic, affectionate. I will definitely attest to that. Um, distinctive mane of hair, always. Always. All Leos I've seen that have that ascendant, like it's, yeah, a full mane of hair. Um, dramatic expressions and very regal posture. Most Leos are. They are the humble king. So appearance-wise, they're definitely going to come across almost like royalty in a sense. You know, they walk into a room and you notice that. Leo you notice them. Immediately. And it's the way they carry themselves. It's the way that they come across. And they're warm and they're generous. Very and they warm. like to socialize. But yes. it's, it's, so we talk about socializing. We talk about, you know, Gemini socializing in a certain way. And then Cancer socializing in a certain way. Leo's socialize in kind of a different way. I almost would think of a Leo as like the great Gatsby type. Yeah, it's really it's very much like the drama. When yeah. you bring the drama into the aspects of things, yes. Which is very much so. Leo. It is. It's, it's like the show. Leo. They're the showman. But you they know, are they the are showman. There. Yeah, it's the person that he they throw the party. And they're very yes. like, they're, they're, yeah, they're there They are the off. people that have like, I would say like the themed events and things like that. Because stuff like that would be fun for a Leo, the drama. Yeah, because they're, the it's inspiring and it's creative yes. and it's passionate. So yeah, that, that very, much explains them well <laughs> yeah okay so the first deacon of leo of course would be the sun um the second deacon would be ruled by jupiter so again this would give you more of a sagittarius flair so you could be you know the typical you know warm definitely i guess you would say the humble king somewhat but i would think of it almost in a sagittarian way where it would be a little bit more expansive, a little bit more broad-minded. Where yeah, maybe probably you know, more adventurous. Yeah, and, and maybe you see the world as your stage. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's what I would think of with that's that. Like the for sure. Traveler. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah they like yes. to run around and do all kinds of stuff. Yes, all the fun, creative things all over the world. Mm-hmm. And then the third deacon would be ruled by Mars. So this is someone that would have a little bit more of an Aries warrior like flair to them. So I, I would think of the humble king, so like a, a, almost like a, a warrior king is what I would think of mm-hmm. with those two especially. It would be someone that, um, again, like Leo is going to take charge, but in a very humble king way, but warrior-like way, they, they are going to fight for things. I would think of that like historically almost like Constantine. Yeah, Somebody that he's not yes. only the king, but yes, yes. And he's not only the king, but he's the war hero. He's the guy that he'll yes. go into battle with you. He's, he's ready. Much so yeah, so. absolutely. All right, so let's hop into Virgos then. Virgos. Um, Definitely you come across um, humble, helpful, sometimes innocent and shy, which, again, I will attest to that with mine. Um, Physically, graceful and gentle movements, soft-spoken, refined noses. I've definitely noticed that. Clear eyes, delicate-looking but strong bodies. I would definitely attest that. One of my very dear friends, um, she's a Virgo son and a Virgo ascendant. So she is double Virgo, and she, I mean her face. Yes, again the refined nose. Like and a Virgo ascendant to me is someone that comes across very service oriented. She comes across like she is always equipped to handle things. It's like the the you know the person that oh, oh my gosh I need something. This, it, this is the person that you're going to be able to count on to handle it. Absolutely, because they're very humble, never devoted. Very much so. Very very much so. And they might be polite and soft spoken because this is well this is the a sign that is also ruled by Mercury. 
like Gemini is, but it goes... Earthy way. Yeah, it's more internal. Earthy. You're going to yeah. find this person's going to be a very much a thinker. They're very analytical. They kind of have to have everything. They have Mind to all the, have all their ducks sense. in a row. Yes. Everything has to be kind of done so. a certain way. There's and, a play A, B, C, D all the way to Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if they might not necessarily be like typically clean people, they might have some sort of organizational system within their chaos. They yeah. can't Makes have... They, yeah, they have to have some sort of thing figured out they might have a tendency to be a little bit self-sacrificing sometimes a little bit perfectionistic yes. I will say that because I've noticed that too yeah it's like you know again even if things aren't completely absolutely perfect by I guess you know OCD standard wise yes <laughs> it's, it's perfect in the Virgo mind their system makes sense and that's what works mm-hmm. for them and they're really really good at figuring things out so if you ever need anybody to organize things for you having oh, Virgo ascendants are going to be whether yeah. it's you know your physical things your life your emotions whatever it is they're, they're really like, good okay, at giving we're gonna you that figure it out. we're going to we're yes. going to pull the plan and we're going to do it and we're going to that is exactly it. how that's they are okay so um of course Virgo first deacon is going to be Mercury Second deacon is going to be Saturn, so it's going to add a little bit more Capricornian to the Virgo. Oh, yeah. These so people this, are going to be even – they're going to take all of their analytical stuff and they're going to put <laughs> it into their work. They're yeah. going to be really hardworking people. Very much. Very driven, I would say. Yeah, very internally driven. This is almost like a workaholic type person. Well, yeah, and then you think Capricorn. They can be a little bit perfectionistic too, so it's like someone that's very aware. Oh, yeah. Very aware of everything that they do and what they're pouring into. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the third deacon is going to be ruled by Venus. So this is going to be a little bit more of a Taurus Libra aspect added to this Virgo. So it would, again, maybe soften up a little bit of, you know, their tendency to want things absolutely perfect. Or it may soften up their analytical mind. Or sometimes they enjoy, you know, kind of resetting and and, and embracing things like art and stuff like that to kind of calm and soothe themselves. Yeah, it can create more of like an artistic type. But in a way that's very Venusian. Very Venusian, yes. Okay, so let's hop into Libra Ascendants. Libras. All right, so first impression, uh, charming, graceful, a little bit indecisive, definitely peacemaking. I would also say diplomatic. And then physically-wise, small symmetrical features, melodic voice, bright smile, heart-shaped face, dimples, and a good sense of style. Definitely Libra attribute. Absolutely, yeah. And I would say that's definitely something that I've noticed with Libra Ascendants more than anything is the symmetry. It's there. It's Everything, crazy. The, the color in that, like we were talking about earlier, with even with a house, like the color coding, you know, you want the colors to go together. You want the patterns to blend well. You want physically, you want to come across as put together. Yes. Very much a Libra trait. And so the Libra Senate is also going to be ruled by Venus, but it's going to be a bit different than Taurus, where Taurus is a little bit more grounded. Libra's going to be a little bit more Airy. social. Yes. Yeah. They like to talk. And very they like charming. To, they're very charming. They're very ch- romantic type. Uh, a lot also. of Libras are very, Libra Senate's are very beautiful. Yes. They're very pretty and... and they see, yeah, very Venusian. And it, yeah. again, it's like ethereal almost. It is. It's like that airy touch with yeah. Venus. Yeah. Very much so. So you're going to have somebody that, um, yeah, they're going to walk into your room and they're going to try to, like, balance it out. They're going to try to harmonize it. They're going to try to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Their energy in a way brings that, yeah. that balance almost. Yeah. Anywhere that they're probably – I could see that, that type of person walking into um, a group of people and talking to them and almost kind of trying to fill the energetic balance of, mm-hmm. of where something's missing. They're they always very aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they might not even notice it. Yeah, it's just a natural inclination. Yeah, mm-hmm. it comes with being the diplomat. It yeah. would just, they would naturally come in and, yeah, bring that energy that's lacking. There's somebody that is sensitive to harmony and aesthetics. Um, they probably dress really, really beautifully. They're good negotiators. They're good listeners. They're good counselors. Um, it's always about fairness, too. Everything, like we mm-hmm. said, it has to be balanced. In order so. to even make sense to a Libra. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not, so. they're going to feel it and try to make it balanced. 
Okay, and so the first deacon, of course, is going to be Venus. The second deacon is Uranus. So this is going to add more of an Aquarius flair to Libra, which would actually be really fun because it's taking that Venusian energy, that diplomatic energy, and it would almost be like taking a diplomat mixed with a revolutionary. Like, you know, this is someone that can come across charming with new ideas, new concepts. Oh, that makes a me new think way of almost of like being. a politician. Yeah, that's that's exactly what like it because, a futuristic politician. Yeah, because they're able, they're able to bring that balance in the situations and it's able to really help people see and understand the new vision, the new ideas moving forward and things like that. Yeah, so it's yeah. all about balance and fairness and and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's also taking those new ideas and implementing them with that type of energy. Yes. And then um, third deacon would be ruled by Mercury. So this is going to add some, I would say, more of a Gemini flair just because Gemini is an air sign like Libra. It's going to um, intensify the charmingness of this person. <laughs> Very much. It's going to make them a bit more, you know, whereas some Libras, they kind of take in the atmosphere and then, you know, have that moment and then they kind of find the balance. This is someone that almost would innately fill the balance and then be able to directly fill that void. You know, chatty, talky, be able to yeah, fill the silence. Say and, yeah, when smooth say talker. It. Very smooth talker. It's going to make sense to them. Whereas Gemini is going to be somebody that they kind of say what they want to say in the moment because they just are yeah. so full of energy all the time. Libra is going to be able say, to feel out yeah. the situation and they're going to be able to know what to say and how to say it and who to say it to. to yeah, to make this. the most connection. Yeah, I this is say, a networking yeah. type person. They're probably Definitely. Really networking. Okay, so we have Scorpios. Um, first impression, someone that's magnetic, intense, a bit powerful, sometimes dark. Physically, they have very piercing eyes, a direct gaze, mysterious demeanor, often have some pale skin. And then um, usually it's a very powerful, strong physique, which I would definitely say that um, my oldest has a Scorpio ascendant. And <laughs> he is literally... Uh, about four or five inches taller than me, as is right now. And he comes across very scorpionic because people always say he looks like an old soul. He has those eyes that they really kind of see through you almost. So I would attribute that with a Scorpio ascendant. Yeah, it's funny with the, with Scorpio ascendants. Like one of my, my best friends also has a Scorpio ascendant. My mom has a Scorpio ascendant. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed with them that they're really, really tiny people as far as like their bone structure. They're, they, both of them are not really very big mm -hmm. people, but and they're tall. Um, but they're... They're very um, deceivingly dense people. That's, they're yeah, they're that deceivingly is. strong people. Like this mm -hmm. is the person that they might seem very scorponic in the way that they are. They may be a little bit mysterious, but then this isn't the person that you want to get into a physical altercation with. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, it is because they do. They give off that mystery, so it's almost like there's that, that thing in the air where it's like, I don't really want to push this person. I don't know what it is, but there's this little yeah, there's sense just of something. like you can't quite peg it. You're like, I don't really think I should. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to be probably very charismatic, even people yeah. that maybe don't realize. Very magnetic. Yes. There's, there's just something about a Scorpio that people notice. They're not really, a lot of people really aren't sure what it is either. Whereas like with Leo, when they walk into a room, you know what it is about the Leo. He's outgoing. He's he's a kind of an actor personality. Yeah. He's, he's maybe a little bit full of himself, but in a fun way. Scorpios, Scorpios are different. Yeah, yeah, they hold that intensity. It's like it's almost like a power of their essence comes across to you. And it's like you want to figure out that mystery. You want to figure out what's going on underneath that. And they're probably very um, manipulative, but not always necessarily in a bad way. You can almost change that into... Um, persuasive and influential. Yeah. Those type of people where they're able to kind of feel out a situation and they kind of know how to work it in a certain way where they can kind of get what they want, but not necessarily in a selfish way. If somebody that's healed is obviously going to be doing it for the betterment of other people or they're going to get what they want um, 
to move forward with with things you know what i mean so it's, it's going to be um, yeah. a little bit different they're willful i was about to they're say they're resilient. very willful and resilient yeah. yeah they are they're very very but much not always so. in like an outright way it's kind no, of sometimes you just kind of feel like it's this is almost the somebody strength just, in them yeah. yeah it's an inner strength you just kind of want to follow yeah it's, yeah. it's very, very different. They're a leader in the same way that Aries is, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you find them being a leader in, in more of a, a quiet way. As a quiet confidence. That's what I was thinking of. Like mm-hmm. a very much a quiet confidence. They have something just innately. It's just innately them. Yeah. And that's what it is that really draws people to them and lets them naturally take the lead. And I find a lot of Scorpios too. Um, actually, every Scorpio ascendant that I know is very unaware of their power. They don't realize how intense they yes. actually are, and they actually can be. And sometimes, how much of an effect they can have on people? They're yeah. innately unaware of it. They're like, "What me?" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they they are very much so. Yes. All right. So the first deacon is going to be ruled by, of course, Pluto. Uh, the second deacon will be ruled by Neptune. So it's going to give you a little bit more of that Piscean flair on that Scorpio. So it may make you uh, come across a little bit softer. Maybe a little bit more imaginative, or I would say almost like dreamy, or a little bit more subdued. The it's intensity like the ultimate a little artist. bit. Yeah, that's what like the yeah like the, the somebody they can like really tap what into is, their pain. What is it they say? Yeah, I was about to say like the, the you know the heartbroken. You know they just they, they tense their pain and their passion. And they pour it into things. Yeah, and they can use it for like the positive yes. things. And then the third day can be rolled by the moon. So this would be someone with a cancerian flair. So oh they gosh. might have a little bit more of like outbursts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I was like about to have, say it was really intense emotion. That's that's it. Yeah. I think they're emotionally intense, and, and this would be someone that is incredibly deep. Like this is like when I say still waters run deep, this is the sign and the aspect right there. A Scorpio with a moon is someone that is still waters run deep because on the surface they are going to seem calm, cool, collected. They're going to have that energy about them, and then underneath their emotions may run incredibly deep, and you you might you know not even be able to grasp just yeah. how deep they run yeah they're probably very emotionally changeable too so this yes. is going to be something that they the emotions are deep but they move from one place to the next place to the next place they kind of kind of they might be a little bit all over the place inside but like how they're said it's it it's, might not be yeah. able to see it <laughs> yeah. it might be something that they're depending on the rest of their aspects obviously but it could be something that they're able to hide pretty well all right, so Sagittarius, uh, you're going to come across first impression-wise someone that's very cheerful, very optimistic, uh, very inspiring, can be somewhat restless, and I've noticed also very energetic. Um, physically, you could have um, a haphazard grace, uh, friendly open faces, definitely, mm-hmm. <laughs> very much so, strong legs, yes, pointy chins, and then a comedic expressions and sparkling eyes. Yes, every... Sagittarius ascendant I have ever known has always has that look in their eyes like they're on the verge of telling a joke. Yes. yes, Always, always, always. Or they're thinking about something funny. Yeah. (laughs) They have that energy. They're the ultimate comedian this person. Yeah, they're very, they're so humorous. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, yeah. Very humorous, happy-go-lucky. Um, they really are someone that is going to crave adventure in their life. You know, they're going to also speak their truth, but it's going to come across in a way a lot of the times that like the truth is kind of masked in humor, I would say. Absolutely. So they're really good at like masking the truth in a, oh, in a way yeah. that comes across and they're it's, cheerful. Like, they're outgoing. Softens the blow a little bit because they're very humorous about mm-hmm. it. They're happy-go-lucky. Even this type of person is probably able to, to take the most negative situation and find the humor in it and mm-hmm. find the best part of it and, and you know, make other people around them laugh. This is the kind of person that you're going to want to be around yeah. all the time. They're, They're like fine. the silver lining person. Oh, they yeah. They find that silver lining at all times. Yeah. And they, they take the difficult situations too and they're able to kind of make them seem not as bad as they really are. Yeah, these are the kind of people that, like, they are really good at, I would say, like, teaching or guiding almost because, like, they're really good at 
kind of um, having this expansiveness that people kind of see. They, they can, yeah, like, they can see, see the, the big picture. picture. And so it kind of helps them to get really open-minded, I would say, in most aspects too. And this you know, person might kind of come across things. as blunt. They're probably very truth-speaking people. And not in the same way that Aries is, but but in a way that... that Again, they, with that Sagittarius flair. Yeah. That little bit of humor. They might be able to put it in a little bit of a, Yeah. Um, one of my absolute best friends in the world... Um, she was joking with me one day. I was kind of, you know, feeling myself a little bit. And she goes, yeah, congratulations about your face. That's a Sagittarius ascendant. Mm-hmm. She's very picking much. on me. She's joking with me. She's being very, very, very truthful, but she's doing it in a way that's a joke. So the point gets across. Softens the blow. Yeah, and it's something that's always, it's always <laughs> yeah. stuck with me forever. So anytime I'm kind of feeling myself, I'm like, oh, shit. Then, you know, there's, there she is in the back of my head again. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's definitely a Sagittarius type thing. Okay, and so the first weekend is going to be Jupiter. Uh, your second deacon for Sagittarius is going to be Mars. So this is going to add a little bit more of an Aries flair to a Sagittarius, which would, uh, I think it would almost be like a, a warrior humor mix. I, that's that's such a, yeah, that's such an intense energy to have. Yeah, like a comedian. Yeah, or it's like the adventure warrior almost. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like what who was it, Xena, warrior princess almost? Yeah. Like the adventure warrior. Yeah, flair. yeah, yeah. Like, don't, don't completely, don't fuck with me. But, you know. I see the big picture is who you are. I see I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you for who you are. Um, yeah, definitely. And then um, so the third deacon would be the sun. So this would be a fun one. This is adding a Leo flair to a Sagittarius. Very much. Like the most outgoing person on the yes, entire planet. Yes, and it's the, probably one of the funniest people on the planet. Yes. Because Leos have that big humor too. So when you add those two together... That is, I like that would be like a comedian that's probably would be like really self-deprecating almost. Yeah. Or they would make humor out of anything that's happened in their life. They probably find slots to hilarious things like that. Yeah. So hopping into Capricorn. Capricorns tend to come across as reserved, serious, and determined, very refined. Physically, um, deep voice, wise eyes, slow and deliberate, strong teeth, prominent eyebrows, and well-defined jawlines. All right. Yes. Yeah, so Capricorns, um, they tend to be people that are, I would say, very mindful of themselves. Um, they come across in a way that they're very aware, I would say. They're very much, it's 10th house ruler. So they are very aware of... Social rules. Yes, how they come across to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and the intricacies of it, you know, when it comes to connections and networking and things like that. They're probably pretty inhibited. This person might actually yeah. seem like they don't really have a lot of emotions, mm-hmm. although that's very much the opposite. Yeah, because um, they can be really funny. Like, Capricorns. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they can be super Capricorns funny. Capricorns actually really like it's their... It's like a dry, sarcastic sense of humor almost. It is. It's very yeah. dry. It's, yeah. it's something where you almost would miss it. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't just catch on right away. Yeah. They're trustworthy. Definitely. They're determined. They're self-sufficient. Um, they're very stable. Enough, they, grounded. They are very, very stable and grounded. Um, this is somebody that is going to be very, very careful with what they do. And they're probably not going to put all their eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. They're very yeah. discerning about uh, uh, about you know kind of where they choose to to focus their energy. Yes, because this is somebody that's very restrained in a lot um, of aspects. They're self disciplined. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, they're very disciplined. So of course, if you're first deacon, it's Saturn. Um, second deacon is going to be ruled by Venus, so it may add a little bit more of a Taurus flair to the oh, Capricorn yeah. aspects of it. It's going to soften that a lot. So you might Definitely. be, instead of being so so intense, you might find yourself a little bit more indulgent. You might yeah. find yourself a little bit more relaxed with with who you are. So it's not going to be so intense. Yes. And then you have third deacon, which is Mercury. This could be someone that is definitely, like we said, that dry sense of humor. That oh, yeah. Mercury with that Capricorn is going to yep. be someone that, yeah, very sarcastic. You know, they're going to come across very quick-witted, but in a very Capricornian, you know, almost like a, 
humor that bites. You know, it has a little bit of bite to it, I would say. Oh, that makes me think of like Alec Baldwin. Yeah, like exactly. Yes, yes. It's Where he's that such a boss. energy. And he does when he, he says it in that joke and it's that moment. And really, like, if you're not aware, it's going to go over your right head. Over yeah. But yeah. he's so in charge still at the same time. Yes, so you, very yeah. much. Yes. That, that type of energy. Yeah, so think just think about Alec Baldwin. That's what yeah. we're going to do. <laughs> I love that because it's perfect. Yeah. I'm not sure what his ascendant is, but he definitely gives off that vibe. Definitely. Okay, so Aquarius. If you are an Aquarius, you can come across um, very creative, independent, funny, quirky. I always like to say Aquarius is a little bit of a rebel. Um, physically, you have a nice profile. You can have eccentric movements, light eyes, shapely legs. Okay. Um, soft-spoken or very outspoken and sensitive to temperatures and things like that as well. Yeah, so yes. you're going to see, uh, these people are probably very eccentric. I'm very mean, rebellious, yeah. Yeah, Aquarius <laughs> very are very, they are very unique um, in, in how they are. and um, Especially physically. Yeah. Like, and these are the people that have, sorry, they are the no. people that have, like, the, the blue hair, maybe, or, like, the, you know, certain styles they like to flare. Like people that futuristic em- people. Yeah, or people that embrace, like, that 70s style where, you know, they throw on the bell bottoms and, you mm-hmm. know, 60s style and disco clothes. Like, they just, they like to really express themselves in the way that they come across to people. Aquarian ascendants probably, too, you might find yourself, if you have this ascendant, um, thinking outside of the box and being able to say the see the easier, faster, more efficient way of doing things mm-hmm. than people around you. So I could see somebody like with a queer to query ascendant almost getting frustrated with people around them sometimes because they're so like on to the next thing and they've already figured so out what people, people to play to catch up. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they're so quick. Like Sheldon and the Big Bang Theory. Ex- oh, my when God. When I think of an ascendant yes. in Aquarius, that's what I think of, that character. Because, yeah, he is. He's like, what are And it is. And it's, there's this piece where it's like he's trying to figure out the social aspects of it because he's so advanced and far ahead when it comes to his, like, brain power and how quickly he's thinking ahead on things. But he, you know, he'll say a joke and he's like, bazinga. And then, you know, he waits for someone to... Do the clock. Yeah, Aquarius people like are they're it's quirky. Yeah, it they're it's they're totally just kind of ahead quirky. of their time sometimes. Yeah. They're they're the reason why they seem so unique is because they're kind of ahead of their time. Yeah. So you, you have this person that they they might kind of feel like they're always on the outside looking in, but it, it's because they're they're visionaries, they're kind of mm-hmm. iconoclasts, they're they're people that they see the bigger picture in a way that is futuristic and that could help society where other people are kind of so self-focused yeah Yeah. or they're they're just so focused on what's happening in front of them that they're like what the hell are you even talking about or that very moment yeah you know whereas Aquarius is like thinking about something that's gonna happen a year from now you know or something that they can create tomorrow and it's like it is which is what people admire about Aquarius so much yeah they're probably talking to that person and they're they're like I I couldn't explain it to you if If, if if I I tried tried, yeah yeah because it's like I would have to teach you so many different things that I found before you could even get to the able to put together yeah Yeah, it's just it's too confusing so yeah that's definitely um Aquarius is is a unique character (laughs) so of course first deacon you're going to be ruled by Uranus uh second deacon is going to be Mercury so this is going to add a little bit of a Gemini flair so this could be someone that maybe communicates and fast-paced rapid talking when it comes to their ideas and their again like what they want to build what they envision their invention things like that um they definitely move forward thinking Oh, yeah, they're very much, um, yeah, you're going to find this person's going to be a little bit more um, chatty, just in general. I mean, they're, they're probably, they're probably going to be able to take all their good ideas and explain them to people. So it's not just going to be kind of like the inventor that's hidden in, in their, their house or whatever, and they're kind of like, you know, messing with their trinkets, and you think about somebody like that. You're, they're going to be somebody that, that takes their brilliant ideas, and they're able to actually, like, explain them 
to, to people around them. We're so sorry. I don't know if you're hearing the dog in the background that is howling and snorting, but he is having, I, I, I hope, wonderful dreams. Maybe he's ch- catching the rabbit. I'm not sure what's going on. Fun so fact. So we're trying to work around that. Fun fact, Tucker is an Aquarius, so there is that. Maybe he's really excited about this right Oh, now. yeah. We're talking about his <laughs> he's Senate. A, he's like, oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. He's a February baby. Yes. Oh, is he really? Yes. That's so cute. First week of February, so yes. So yeah, with Mercury, that's what we're trying to explain. With Mercury, yes. you're you're going to be able to just like explain your ideas to people better. This is, might be the type of person that, you know, I, I, I just think of like explaining people, but um, I'm not sure if you guys know who, um, like Michio Kaku, mm-hmm. he's he's a big, um, big time, he's an astrophysicist, uh-huh. but he's also a television personality. Yeah. So it's so, like the best like, of both worlds. Yeah. Like, he's able to really come across and help bring those ideas to people and probably break it down because Geminis are good at that too. Yeah. The way they communicate, it's like having these advanced visions and ideas, but being able to break it down for people. Yeah, that, it's going to make know, more sense. You're going to go, oh, okay, that totally makes sense. Yes. Why didn't I understand that? You know, they're yes. trying to, my science teacher was trying to explain it to me forever ago. If they would have explained it like that, it would have made more sense. So yeah. And then a third deacon is going to be Venus. So you may have more of a Libra affair. Ah. So yeah, a little bit more charming when it comes to the revolutions and ideas and concepts that you come up with. Yeah, you're I probably going to be diplomatic with it. Not feel so on the outside. You're probably going to yeah. feel a little bit more comfortable being around other people. Yeah, you're going to be probably able to take those ideas. Probably surrounding yourself and... with people that get your ideas, mm-hmm. get your concepts. Yeah, and you know? take those humanitarian stuff and actually like kind of implement it with that yeah. kind of Taurian Libra energy. Very, very much so. so. Yep. And then so we're, we're on to Pisces. Last one. All right, so Pisces, you come across um, a bit more easygoing, imaginative, sensitive, um, can be a little bit impractical. Physically wise, um, large, dreamy eyes, a gentle demeanor, soothing voice, prominent feet, soft skin, flowing movements, and there's a bit of a star quality when it comes to Pisces. I also like to think of an ethereal quality with a Piscean ascendant. Um, it, it does, it kind of adds that mermaidy almost vibe i would say oh yeah. yeah it gives it you know with the large eyes and just the the features themselves this is um oh what's his name i wouldn't say freddie mercury this is somebody that's more of a oh he had the eye that was kind of messed up and he always had his kind of it was uh, some feminine aspects to his character and then there were some masculine david actually. bowie yes david yeah. bowie that's what i, that's yeah, what I was thinking about vibe. Yeah. i think about david bowie where he's you know, kind of, he's the star of the show. He's the life of the party. Yeah. But it's done through every artistic aspect expression. of art. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's it, it, he's such a chameleon. He can be yeah. anybody. He can Which do is a Pisces thing. Because Pisces, if you think about it, they are the wrap-up. So Pisces has the ability really um, to accumulate a lot of different aspects from all signs. Because Pisces is 12th house. Yeah. And so with that aspect, yeah, Pisces, y'all are really good. And Ascendant can also, almost, I would say, like fit in anywhere. This is the chameleon aspect mm-hmm. where they kind of can fill out the vibes in a room or fill out people's energies and, you know, adjust as necessary and kind of blend in when they, you know, feel the need to. Yeah. And then again, like they can use that to really stand out when they want to too. Yeah, because they're so a- able to. They're very aware. To very deeply yeah, read the energy of the room. Yeah. And so they might kind of come off across as magical, maybe a little otherworldly. Yeah. But in a way that's very relatable. Very much so because they have that the compassion, that that empathy almost it's like you can really connect with them on again that emotional uh, energetic level you know they're really great at yeah bringing yeah. that energy to the forefront and really connecting with people so so a pisces um neptune's going to be of course your first deacon your second is going to be moon so you're going to have a little bit more of a cancerian aspect to your pisces so you could definitely come across as very nurturing very aware very much a safe haven for people, I would say. Yeah, you're they feel completely, a softer. yeah, they can just completely feel like they can emotionally just open up to you. 
hundred percent. I would say they you would be a little bit tune. more, not necessarily in touch with your emotions in the in a way that I would almost make them a little bit more. Um, how do I explain? Not shallow, but sometimes, sometimes cancers emotions are not quite as intense. They're I was about to say, deep. you're not going to be as in-depth. Yeah. yeah you're going to be more proactive with them. Yeah, exactly. It might actually make you a little bit more, um, well, the reason why is because you're going to be looking more outside of yourself because cancer is a cardinal is, yeah. sign. So yeah. you're going to be more, in, instead of being so like introverted with your emotions, you're going to be kind of finding more of a balance where yeah, you're kind of looking at other people's feelings. Expressive. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So able to help people it. through their feelings. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, third thing, it's going to be Pluto. This is going to be a Scorpionic vibe. So with that scorpionic vibe, this is the opposite. This is going to make you, I would say, more introspective and more highly in tune and highly alert when it comes to your emotions. Yeah, so um, instead of being maybe somebody that's into like um, music and, and, and drama and stuff like that, we well, might be into music, but it's not going to be in a way that's going to be so outgoing. You're yeah. going to find somebody, this is more of like a painter. That's what I was about somebody to that's say, be more, an artist yeah. or a, maybe even a writer. Yeah, like someone that is going in and writes poetry, does, you know, things like that, where it is, is a bit more of the introspective aspect to it. Mm -hmm. And they can definitely still be into outward things because Scorpio still can be kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's it's fixed water. It adds you a little bit more intensity. Yeah. Really. So, I mean, you, you so if you are very artistic, you could be just very intensely artistic. Yeah. Almost like you live for your art. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. So those are, those are the, uh, the ascendants. And we hope that you guys were able to get something from that. Um, Like we said earlier, if you don't completely identify with your ascendant, there's a really good chance that you have got other planets that are heavily aspecting um, parts of your chart that will very much change these things. But this is still going to be something that is going to be a very, very big puzzle piece to kind of finding out who you are in this lifetime and is going to give you a little bit more clarity about um, where your life direction is going to be headed. it's going to be your aim. Yes, definitely. All right. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this podcast. Uh, We hope you guys have an amazing night ahead and we will see you in a couple days for the Forecast Friday. Yep. Bye, you guys. All right. Bye.